from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Speaking of the Panthers, shout out to Baker Mayfield who talked to the media today and said, look, yeah, I want to go out there, but P.J. Walker has played his ass off. So totally get it. And he also said he wasn't going to request a trade. Who wants to tell Baker that he has no trade value and therefore you could you could say I, I no I totally want to go trade nobody wants you baker just say let's open up the Heaster automotive group hotline and say hello to our friend Jeremy Markovich NC rabbit hole is the newsletter and the latest one's kind of spooky Jeremy was was there really was there really a funeral home slash toy store at some point in time in a town here in North Carolina? Yes. And so <laughs> how, how, how do I explain this? All right. Um, it came, this is a story of, of, of necessity. Basically uh, in the small town of Falston, which is out sort of, you know, West of Charlotte. Yeah. 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 Uh, a long time ago, there were these two guys that opened a general store and then at some point they realized their small community didn't really have stuff to sell people before funerals, like okay. clothes to bury people in, <laughs> oh, okay. caskets, that okay. sort of thing. Okay, one-stop shop, man. Your one-stop shop for for all. There, there was they sold according to one account funeral merchandise. Okay. And so after a while, uh, these these two brothers who ran this general store said to themselves, "You know what we ought to do." is we ought to just be kind of a full-service general store. We're, we're, we're going to hire an embalmer. And we're going to go ahead and, and, and just do everything. So uh-huh. you know, there's nobody around here to do that. There's a need for it. We're going to fill that void. We're going to do this. And then for a while, from like, this, again, this is a long time ago. This is 1924 mm-hmm. to 1952. There was a three-story general store in Falston called Stamey's. And the first two floors were the general store, and the third floor was the funeral home. So, kind of do you know? I mean, they, this is this is not being like facetious. This no, is no, actually no. their slogan. They they took care of you from the cradle to the grave. I love it. I love it. Why don't we see more stores like this now? I, I don't know. Uh, How is Amazon not taking that moniker at this point? Because they really do have everything for you from the cradle to the grave. I mean, can I mean, I'm gonna go ahead and say that you you can buy a casket on on Amazon. Oh, easily. If you you, you know, I I'm only gonna go for four stars and up. Like, what's the Amazon's choice on caskets? <laughs> no, yeah, the, the 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 Cadillac of Amazon Amazon caskets. <laughs> and so in 19, basically to just to put a capper on this, in 1952, mm-hmm. um, the funeral home said we should probably move into an actual like home, like a funeral home. So they moved out of the third floor of Stamey's and, and they, they moved in some new stuff. And among the things that they moved in were, were, were what was like a, like the toy section. So you had in, in on one floor at one point you had a full service funeral home embalming everything. And then in a flash, it became a toy store. So that sounds like the most cursed, like tempting, tempting fate sort of thing that you like, like you could accidentally open a portal to the netherworld on the third floor of this general store just by putting a toy section where you once had embalmed bodies. 
Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy Markovich joining us here on the OG on the Easter Automotive Group Hotline. That's Jovius. I'm Joe Julio. It's a perfect Halloween story. Uh, all right, please tell me you've you've gotten to the bottom of, of Drake wearing an App State shirtsy um, to a birthday party down in Atlanta. Is there a is there a Bieber esque backstory to this? Do we know? Is he friends with the equipment manager at? At App State, he's he's like he's like wearing a he's wearing a V-neck windbreaker App State thing under a fur coat. It's quite the look that I saw yes. at a party that he was at. I, you know what? This is one where I need a little bit of help because I I obviously the the great part is watching App State like roll with this as if like this like uh this kind of mid my my thing is like it's too new to be retro, but it's kind of too old to be like swaggy like it's not really a thing i that's my opinion mm-hmm. but like you can't i i, I looked i cannot find this particular item of clothing online like i've tried to be like okay well where is this from where would he get it like because it's not a thing you can buy like easily right now Mm-mm. so i'm trying to figure out where it came from but surely somebody out there has this this piece of clothing and can like enlighten us on this we'll have to put it out there maybe we can help on the next rabbit hole Yes, definitely. I would I would welcome that. That would be good. That would be good. Jeremy Markovich, NC Rabbit Hole is the newsletter. We appreciate it as always, Jeremy. We'll get we'll help you get to the bottom of this. But actually, I don't even know if App State wants to get to the bottom of it cuz typically when Drake uh, like adopts you, you lose. Yes, except the Raptors that one time. Yeah. Pretty and much. Lo- and then they lost Kawhi. <laughs> I know, but they got their chip though. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, we'll talk to you next Thursday. As always, appreciate you taking your time and finding the smallest and most interesting of details in the state of North Carolina. Thank you, fellas. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Here are the stories to follow on 99.9 The Fan, WRELsportsfan.com, and WREL Sports Plus. Again, NC State in action tonight against Virginia Tech. That game kicks off at 7.30 at Carter-Finley Stadium. Also, Baker Mayfield says he's not going to ask for a trade from the Carolina Panthers. Coming up in the next 10 minutes here on the OG, we're going to play the OG Who was asking? That's what, who was asking for Baker Mayfield at this point? Oh, I don't want to trade. Okay. Somebody wanted you that we weren't aware of? I'm sure the Panthers would actually trade you if they could, if they could get something. I'm sorry, Dennis. I'm not trying to butt in, but I find that hilarious. Oh, I'm not requesting a trade. Right! Because nobody wants you, Baker. Jeez. (laughs) Just so you know, I'm not taking a job with ESPN. Well, they would have to ask me first. You see how that works? That's like preemptively turning somebody down on a date. Nah, I wouldn't go out with him. Wouldn't go out with him. Did you know that they wanted you or not? Did you have that conversation in your head? You clearly never been online dating. Well, yeah, I, I missed that. Uh, that was before my time. Before my time. It's Theo G alongside Joe Giglio. 
I'm Joe Ovius. If you miss anything from today's show, check it out on the Best of the OG Podcast. Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcast, we are there. Five stars only because positive vibes only. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com. Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline from ESPN covers the Steelers, and you'll catch her on Get Up tomorrow with Mike Greenberg. It's Brooke Pryor. Brooke, what up? Oh, not too much. Enjoying a beautiful fall day here in Pittsburgh. Again, the sun is shining, it's wild. I was going to say, that's just another day in North Carolina. What are you talking about? I guess you're not okay. – I'm, I'm just saying, not trying to make you homesick. This is another yeah. day here. Well, it's working. But I don't think it's a coincidence that the sun shines literally every time I come on the show. It's like a reminder. Like the sun is reaching me from Raleigh. See, there we go. There we go. I feel like you're going to be on Get Up tomorrow, and I, I'm going to watch to see if local North Carolina Brooke comes out when talking about Russell Wilson. Is that going to happen? Are we going to get local Brooke when Russ comes you're, up? You're you're going to get a, a flashback to uh, I don't know if it was my freshman year or my sophomore year. I think I think it was my freshman year because I actually yes it was because you know what I missed what would have been Russell Wilson's last game in Chapel mm. Hill because I uh, had to go back and take a nap in my dorm room. Uh, <sighs> but I remember falling asleep listening to Jones Angel on the call for it. Uh, but some, some, of, some of that hometown uh, experience, bias, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. may come out because I have no choice but to go all in when I hear a guy is doing high knees in the aisle of a plane for four hours. This isn't new to anybody who was around here when Russell Wilson was the quarterback at NC State. That's the wild part. Like, we're all back here, and, and Jillio and I have been cracking up because – we did an entire podcast about this. Never failed the Russell Wilson story that kind of poked at the self myth that was created by Russ. And I don't know about you, but Jillio and I are trying to rack our brains about how something can fall apart for somebody's kind of standing, um, how they're viewed in the league. Like the knives are out for Russ, and people clown everything that he does. And I, I don't know if he's self aware enough to know. I. You know, I I do think that people close to him have been aware, or at least they're close to the situation, have been aware that this is who he is for a long time. But he was, I think, insulated in a lot of ways in Seattle when they were winning. I mean, it's hard to be in a locker room that complains and takes shots at the quarterback when they're winning. But when things start to fall apart, it's a lot easier to highlight someone's faults. And the things that you might have made excuses for, like, oh, that's just his quirk become like just nagging and frustrating and and it's like a like a bug bite that you start itching because you're just so annoyed and frustrated with it and so 
I think when he got traded to Denver, I, I think it was another situation where maybe people would have overlooked some of this corniness stuff if mm. they were winning, but they're not. And when it seems like one of the reasons that they're not winning is Russell Wilson. I mean, it, it kind of starts with him and just the way that he is not playing well. He does not seem to be well received in the locker room. Now I'm being chased by a bee. So I think that Russell has now sent a bee. He's manifested. He's manifested. Yes, he's listen. I mean, uh, maybe it's Sierra. Maybe she has powers. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. I, Sierra's <laughs> not. Sierra's not Giselle. Sierra. Sierra does. Are you sure? Are you sure that that, that Sierra's going to a metaphysical shop and casting spells to make Tom Brady's life miserable? And we could continue to see that tonight. I'm just saying. Could could be could be. But look, I, I think that. With Russell Wilson, I feel like we have all had this idea that this is who he is for a long time, right? Mm -hmm. And now I think that he is self-unaware because if he was aware, he would know that do that the high knees story up and down a plane for four hours while your teammates are trying to sleep is not endearing. It is it is it is deluded and it's borderline just psychopathic. Mm -hmm. Who does that on a transatlantic flight? And how much force was he using with those high knees? Was it just like a walking high knee or was he jumping? Because that feels like a safety issue. Maybe the pilot should have put on the fastened seatbelt sign. I, I don't know. No, I have never, never once had the urge to let me high knees up and down a plane. Like at most, I'll go to the bathroom again yeah. just to stretch my legs. Yeah. Now, a team charter is a little bit different than a normal commercial flight, but even still, can you imagine if they hit a little bit of turbulence while he's trying to do a high knee and he stumbles into a teammate's chair while they're trying to sleep? Like, how's that going to go? Also, sometimes there's extreme turbulence and, like, the plane drops. Yeah. We could have hit his head. Can you imagine if he ended up on the injury report? Like, how do you classify that? Injured while doing high knees in a flight. Like, <laughs> I... There could not have been one person that saw him doing that and was like, "Yeah, this is a great idea. This is a great idea. Yeah. This is the sign of a real leader." Like, no, it's a sign of somebody that's making it all about himself again. I feel like this is the the theme of the week too, because and Brooke Pryor, ESPN, joining us covers the Steelers. Uh, you can catch her on Get Up tomorrow and with Max Kellerman on ESPN. This just in with Max Kellerman. I'm also curious, like, okay, how do teammates respond to the way Russell Wilson's talking about these stories? And how do teammates respond to Aaron Rodgers going on the Pat McAfee show on his normal Tuesday spot talking about cracking the whip and not being nice? And I'm like, I got to imagine that that's not flying in the locker room these days. I, You know, and I've gone back and forth on Aaron Rodgers and what he's saying because I get the sense that he is not saying anything that's new to these guys, that they're, they're not hearing him say this for the first time mm -hmm. on the Pat McAfee show. Um, I do think that his delivery could have been better because it sounded a little bit like Russ in the subway commercials, like a little bit serial killery. And um, <laughs> it was disconcerting. And it, it, it came off, it came off like, I, I am not the problem here. You are the problem here. And yeah. so that's where I have an issue with it. Like, I think it's okay to call out your teammates and to use your public appearances to send a message. I mean, I know guys in, in, in the Steelers locker room do that all the time. I mean, guys across in, in all different leagues do that. You know, you have a platform, you use it and, and you use it in different ways. But I think to me, it is going to be received not as well because he didn't also say, and here are some of the things that I could be doing better. Mm -hmm. Like, 
you're not infallible here. Like when you're saying that if you're not playing well, you should be benched. Well, are there instances when Jordan Love should come in the game? Because you're not like playing a perfect game. No, your receivers aren't helping you and the and the O line isn't great either. But Aaron, you're not you're not making flawless decisions here and your your throws are not perfect every time. So I think that there needs to be a little bit of, you know, maybe not a full on mea culpa, but let's just own your actions while yeah. you're also calling others out. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that, but that follows a, a long history of Aaron Rodgers always pointing out somebody else's failings, whether it's the front office for not getting him the right wide receivers, but even with Devonte Adams going off to, to, to Las Vegas, he, I'm paraphrasing here, but he never felt the need to call Devonte. They're like, Hey man, I want you here. Let's go win something like, right. That, is that, is that leadership? Meanwhile, Tom Brady, you say what you want about this season. He'll rally guys like, hey, let's go in. Let's do this. Let's call my guys up. And people want to play with Tom Brady. You don't really get that sense with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Right. Although, you know what? I I think that Tom Brady is kind of dealing with a a version of what Aaron Rodgers is dealing with because his in, in a way, what Russell Wilson is dealing with. I think that there's a common theme here with older quarterbacks that are not bought in or is genuine or there there is something missing that this mm-hmm. younger generation of players is seeing through yeah. um you know brady's leadership methods while if he was still being the the leader that he verbally is and says he is he and he was showing up and following through on all the things he was doing earlier in his career maybe we're having a different conversation maybe, maybe. the buck season is going better but i, I feel like these teammates are saying, Hey, like we, you need to, you need to be the best version of yourself for me to play for you and for me to buy into what you're selling me. Because right now there's a lot of point the fingers at everyone else. And there's mm. not a lot of personal responsibility that's happening. Brooke Pryor, ESPN covers the Pittsburgh Steelers and catch her on get up tomorrow with Mike Greenberg. Also this just in with Max Kellerman, where you get your own segment. You got your, uh, I do. Yes. Was it? it. Uh, Brook it. Yes, it's Brook it. You love uh, you love to see it. All right. I think we've held off long enough now uh, to finally get to the Matt Canada portion of our conversation. Right. Uh, Julia would slap me if I didn't at least bring up like, oh, so now it's at critical mass in Pittsburgh for what I've been trying to tell you since he got there. What? How's this play out? I mean, we're, we're still relatively young into the season. We're not even at halfway point of the season yet. But I feel like this has hit a critical mass already with Mike Tomlin and this offense that just can't get out of its own way. It has and it hasn't because, look, I know that there's a new a new GM here who could do mm-hmm. things his own way and could say, you know what, I know that we typically don't fire coordinators midseason, but I'm going to make a statement. We're doing it my way now. That I that is a possibility because you know we're we're learning things for the first time about how Omar Khan runs things. Yeah. At the same time. Mike Tomlin's message throughout, even just a couple of weeks ago, as Matt Canada said today, has been stay the course. We see the foundation here. Like if we all buy in, it'll get better. But he also said that about Mitch Trubisky and then halftime of the Jets game put in Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. So it feels like kind of a wild card. My gut is still that they finished the season with Matt Canada, but I think that he is feeling the pressure because you know what? We just talked to him this morning and usually Matt is not very um, enlightening would be a good word. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a nice way to put it. He's very brief. There is uh-huh. there's a lot of like 
it, it can feel like he talks down to us sometimes that uh, he he doesn't want to take the time to explain stuff right it, it's very short and very curt sure talking with him today it felt like he was a traveling preacher at a tent revival like he was talking fast he was very elaborative in his answers and it's almost like he was trying to convince us as much as himself that he can be saved and that this offense can be saved like it was i have never seen him like this and so that's what i thought was interesting to me today was it felt like he understood or maybe like the outside pressure was getting to him he said that like he stays off social media but he has friends and family that point stuff out to him so i think that he knows you know that we are reaching a critical point in this season we can only say we're close we're almost there so many times i mean the things he was saying to he was almost filibustering every mm. answer with like look we're gonna get better here's here are the problem areas you know where our run game is better but we're still not averaging five yards a carry um we need to average more than that here's where you know kenny's getting better but he, he's not there yet so it, it felt like he was trying to convince us convince his players convince anyone that was listening including himself that it can get better um and, and i don't know if that's because he feels like his job's on the line right now or if he feels like he's he still has a shot at returning next season. I kind of yeah. think that ship has sailed, but it was a departure from how he's previously been. Brooke Pryor, ESPN, covers the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll close on this. Um, we get, we'll get back to Tom Brady. we got Thursday Night Football. we got the Bucks and the Ravens. Raven, Bucks bouncing back. I mean, that's uh, – Todd Bowles <laughs> called losing to the Panthers, this particular Panthers team that just traded Christian McCaffrey to the San Francisco 49ers, a dark day. And I think that's him trying to portray that. No, no, no. This was rock bottom. This was rock bottom. But if there's one thing I've learned in this business. You can always hit another one. I'm curious how they bounce back from that embarrassment on Sunday at Bank of America Stadium. I was going to say, because I thought for sure that that was going to be a get right game. And that was before they traded Christian McCaffrey away. Like When we talked, they were hours away from shipping mm -hmm. Christian McCaffrey to the West Coast, which, by the way, I don't love the move for the 49ers because i feel like it's redundant because they have debo samuel uh but now debo's hurt so hey good on you 49ers you know more than me and that's why i'm not in charge of an nfl team um but well, I, the irony is that debo's hurt and christian mccaffrey's not well you know that's give it time wild how, it's 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 the inverse on the west coast it's the upside yes. down over there good point good um point. but you know i i was certain Actually, you know what? I, I won't say that. I won't go as far as that because I wasn't, I was not a hundred percent certain. I kind of had this thought in the back of my head of like, sometimes there's a weird rebound effect with teams after they fire a coach and start to make significant organizational changes on the way to tearing things out. Like there can be, you know, a, a spark that mm. doesn't ignite a forest fire by any means, but you know, just smokes a little bit, just, just looks exciting for a second. And so I thought, eh, but still it's Tom Brady. You don't spark against Tom Brady. Well, this isn't, this isn't like your dad's Tom Brady. This no. is like no. 2022 real world is hitting him hard. It feels <laughs> like he has some regrets about his decisions. And I mean, I, I think that he and the other older quarterbacks, Russ is not the same age, but I still feel like there is, this is the changing of the guard and even though Ben Roethlisberger, I still think held on too long. He is now seeing, I think he's probably happy that he is out of it now because he would also be lumped in this conversation. Oh, that easily. You can't live on your past successes. Like oh, you, you need to easily. know when to, when to say no. And it's, 
they are learning when you hold on too long, it gets really bad really fast. Brooke Pryor, ESPN, covers the Steelers. Catch her on Get Up tomorrow morning, also with Max Kelman. Safe travels to New York. We'll talk to you later. Thanks. See ya. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.